Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. You didn't even turn your bike on. Nope. For once, you beat me to it. Aha! I'm getting a backpack jacket. Backpack, backpack. Pro tip, everybody. Get one of these, like, thinner hoodies. And just roll it up. Keep it in your backpack. Becomes, like, the size of a fanny pack. But you don't have to carry around a fanny pack and look like a shooby. <laughs> so how was your week? How was my week? Oh man, the week has been the week, right? Like I don't even know how to, God, how, how do, how do you even answer that question in 2022? What the fuck do you mean how my week has been? Well, I haven't gotten COVID. Big yet for everybody fucking out here. I still work at my job. I have not yet joined mass deportation of labor that is happening like you know everybody that are quitting their jobs at the moment like it's just like according to the media right the media would have you believe that jobs are so abundant that everybody can quit their fucking jobs right and resources right resources are so available and jobs are so abundant that everybody has the opportunity and the availability to just walk right up out the fuck of their jobs right and now. right into DoorDash. By the way, so that brings me to something that happened to me this week. I might have actually met Ted. Hi, Ted. Huh? I had a DoorDash order that sent me to Fort Meade, right? Oh, okay. So and I went to Fort Meade's gate, that go? and they were like, all right, we'll go to the next gate. So they sent me to the next gate, which happened to be uh, the NSA. So you got an NSA order for DoorDash this week, huh? Uh, no, I got a Fort Meade order, and DoorDash thinks that the map can just go, you know, no problem through the NSA. Oh, so what? <laughs> it tried to send you through the NSA to your DoorDash order on the way to Fort Meade. Yeah, okay. so I pull up to the gate and they're like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and and I'm like, do I have a DoorDash order? And they're like, this mm. is the NSA. We don't order. I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. So they have to... <laughs> Do you know how sus you probably fucking look? It was like, yeah, all right, kid. Come on. What are you really doing? <laughs> I'm like, I show up the screen. I'm like, no, like, I'm trying to get here. And I'm, I, I hit the thing and I'm like, the map is like, he goes like, no, the, the map didn't take you here. You drove here. I'm yeah. like, uh, see, that's what, look, he looked at you and the first two things that come to his mind, is it QAnon or is it Black Lives Matter? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you mean you got a DoorDash order? <laughs> So the they turned me around and they're like, all right, we right. like we're just of course they fucking like you're did. gonna wait here while we run everything. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there. The guy is like, you don't go through the gate. I'm like, well, they just tried to send me to the NSA. And while I'm waiting there, turns out I found out my registration was expired. Oh, buddy. 
you pulled up. So I got a ticket. Got your fucking shit ran, right? Jesus Christ. I got a ticket, and they were like, we couldn't tow your car, but like, you know, they probably saw that I'm running for political office, and they know I couldn't have that bad press. Uh... So... <laughs> if they ran my info, you know that they saw it. <laughs> No, that's why I'm laughing, right? Because they probably did see. They 100% saw it. So you're running for political They probably office. even saw my TikToks. While you are doing a DoorDash. Okay, so how did the... What was the conclusion of this? Did you ever deliver your order? No, by the time I was done, the motherfucker canceled the order. And then I had this, like, calzone and, like, cinnamon twist from this Italian restaurant sitting in my car, and I'm fucking pissed, right? I'm I fucking would, as vivid. You be. So I, I go home. I go home. I bring in this food, and okay. I'm like, "Here, here's fucking dinner." And mom's like, "What's that? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Well, I just got sent to the NSA. The guy canceled the order, and I got fined." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "All right, yep." And she's like, "Why are you at least gonna eat it?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna eat it. It's a manifestation of my rage." <laughs> Shut the fuck up, yo. I'm pretty sure you got trolled. Right? Like, I don't know how to prove it, but it feels like a very high-level troll. Like, because how the fuck does that happen? How the, how the fuck? So either Google Maps couldn't orient a direction for you to deliver your order yeah. that didn't take you through the NSA. Yeah, which... let me remind me on break to, like, message DoorDash help and be like, when you sent me to Fort Meade, the NSA roads are not a, not a yeah, go. I was going to say, that doesn't seem plausible, right? Like, you feel, I feel like they would take that into account, but I don't know. This is, like, fucking 2022. It's an app. It's um, an algorithm. Yeah, right? exactly. So, it probably didn't even recognize it, right? So, um, I send them that thing and be like, correct your algorithm. Or, you got trolled. <laughs> Minus two. Did you have to uh, pay for the meal? Or did DoorDash go? I just didn't get paid for it, and it probably it hit probably my completion rate. But my completion rate's like so stupid high. Like the only orders I ever accept and then cancel are where it's like drive-through only. It's a four dollar fifty cent order, right. and the drive-through line is out the ass. Yeah, and you're like, nah, this isn't gonna be worth the time. It's gonna be cold by the time I get it to you. Um, and if and I hit decline, well, next thing you know, I got a thirteen fifty dollar order to deliver Papa John's, which by the way. Always is, have a backup. I get so many orders from McDonald's. Like, I'll do, like, three McDonald's runs in a row, and it kind of makes me feel bad. It's like, I'm kind of working for McDonald's, and you guys are all just, like, there, trapped. You ever seen that video of the guy who sees the, the cat, and he's like, I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you out of there! No. <laughs> I, I feel like nope. that's how I am at McDonald's. I, I, no, I have not seen that. Wow. Wow. Oh man, that's crazy. It's like the, I'm sure you see the picture of the guy from Silicon Valley looking out the blinds. You mean the show Silicon yeah. Valley? Probably, I don't know. It's so many memes out there. The level of content just keeps rising, rising up and crashing through. What it do? This is Dan Ziggy with the flood and what do we do? We bring our pop perspective. We take the mainstream and make it make sense. Using it to put the culture in context. Yeah, yeah. It was a little out of order. I'd like to switch it up. 
every now and again. You know, throw a curveball in there. Keep God you on damn your it. toes. I was just thinking curveball. Keep you on your toes. Speaking of keeping you on your toes, it's, I don't know, it's been a pretty slow news week. I mean, we've got some happenings, a little bit of rumblings going on. It's, it's, it may have been a slow news week. Well, let me tell you, it's certainly not a slow day in history one week from today. Oh. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. One week from as we're recording this, but not the day that we're recording this, so the day that it'll drop. The day that you're hopefully listening to it. So we're telling you today while we're recording this, but when it drops one week in a day. And this is also assuming I get the episode out on time. From so now. it could potentially be yesterday, but more than likely it's, it's the day that you're listening to this. This day in history, one week. January 22nd. From today. In 1905. In 1905, January 22nd, that's two days after my birthday. The Russian Revolution begins. Ooh, the Bolshevik Revolution? Google that real quick, 1905 Russian Revolution. The 1905 Russian Revolution was the first Russian Revolution and was a wave of mass political and social unrest that spread through vast areas of the Russian Empire, some of which was directed at the government. It included worker strikes, peasant unrest, and military mutiny. So, yeah, I believe this was the Bolshevik Revolution, wasn't it? The 1905 was spurred by the Russian defeat in the Russo-Japanese War, which ended in the same year, but the growing realization by a variety of sectors of society of the need of reform. Politicians such as Sergei Witt and had accomplished this, while the Tsar managed to keep their... All right, so this was the one before... Yeah, which this... resulted in the overthrow of the monarchy executed in the imperial family and the creation of the Soviet Union by the Bolsheviks. Yeah, so this is the Bolshevik Revolution. Exactly. According to the Wikipedia article, this revolution started in 1905 and was spurred on by the Russian defeat of in the Russo-Japanese Wars, right? So this was like at the apex of the Russo-Japanese Wars and the workers and the military were all, you know, completely like disheartened and um, unsatisfied with the government. Unsatisfied being a very mild and light way to put it um, because what they did <laughs> was completely and absolutely decimate the era, the Russian aristocracy. Right? Oh yeah. Like, yes, this was the Bolshevik revolution. That in which the apex of was in 1917, right? And that created the Soviet Union. There is also one thing to remember that another reason there was unrest building up during uh, the dawn of the 20th century was because the uh, monarchy and czar was leaning on the advisory of uh, Rasputin. The right. warlock? It's a alleged warlock, right? Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, the whole Rasputin death thing is a pretty wild story if you've never heard it. Like, they, like, poisoned this dude. They uh, shot him. They stabbed Didn't they? They might have stabbed him. They, they killed him seven ways to Sunday. Yeah. And he still... Funny like, way to phrase that. ...live up until, what, he caught, like, pneumonia from being wrapped in a fucking blanket and thrown in an icy river, right? Like, so it wasn't even their murder attempts that got him. It was fucking nature at its best. Um, what a way to... He's a warlock. What a way to get lucky. Uh, so, a all night to get fun. The Russian Revolution. What a way to get lucky. 
1953, Arthur Miller's The Crucible premieres in New York. Ugh, God, I hated reading that book in English class. The problem with reading it is it's a, it's a play. Right. That's, I mean, that's fair, but even watching the play, we watched the, like, old black and white version. I can't remember, like... Oh, I watched the 90s version with um, Daniel Day-Lewis as John Proctor um, and um, Winona Ryder as... Lucky um, you. No, I remember the fucking black and white hither there thither version and like yeah nah I'm pretty sure I slept through that entire shit did not read that motherfucker I get the historical like you know uh, importance right Um, of mass hysteria of a conspiracy theory and looking for someone to blame there we go yeah, make it, make it relevant for the audience, you know, explain to them why. So, The Crucible <laughs> is about the Salem witch trials that occurred in New England during the 1600s, where uh, they started to believe that the acts of several young girls were witchcraft. It was and- like three of them, I think. It was like three sisters, and they were caught doing, like, weird dances and shit like that. Yeah. And, like... Somebody in the town spread the rumor that they were consorting with the devil, and like I think their dad got wrapped up in it. Yeah, too. John Proctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the Crucible. Yeah. Which is funny, right? Because most of the time, uh, when we think about the Salem witch trials or like you know the New England witch trials and all of that shit, we you know tend to just think about women. But if I remember correctly, like. John Proctor definitely got hung, got hanged. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, there were no. What did they? What was it like? They, they thought like they were burned at the stake, but most of them were like drowned and hung, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like the burning thing. of the stake was like the Joan of Arc witch trial or the Joan of Arc witch hunts. Yeah, but of those two things often get conflated. Like you know, in the media, when you think witch trial, you think burner at the stake. Right? Yeah. But the historical accuracy of that is they was drowning them hoes out there. Um, no disrespect to the witches. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting about it is there's a theory that uh, w- the water in the town was tainted with basically like natural LSD. I heard, so everybody was like tripping. No, I heard it was like tainted like um, rye. That or was something it. Yeah, like that. yeah, and it was like I forget what the fuck it's called. It's like black something or whatever. But yeah, no, it's happened. They think that's what bu- what was behind the uh, dancing plagues. Yeah, or whatever was that tainted rye uh, that they would. It's some kind of like seed gone or like grain gone bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, there was I believe it was like crazy dances, and then they would have like some people in the town die from mysterious causes. Yeah, a great episode of the dollop is the uh, American like vampire hysteria or the yeah. American vampire panic. It's I like, remember that. That was fun. Yo, learning about how like they dealt with like vampires and, and like the the idea, okay, so like when you mix together like the tuberculosis epidemic that was going on at the time and like vampire aesthetic it makes perfect sense as to how that just became like a very goth glamorization of like people like dying from tuberculosis right like yeah tuberculosis sick was even like a fashion thing right like you wanted to be like pale and like rosy in the face so like that's why women of that century were doing shit like or the I believe the Victorian aesthetic of like pale and rosy was because like to show your aristocracy you looked meek because you did not have to work. 
Uh, it was a sign of that was a part of it, but a lot of that look came from like rich people being struck with like tuberculosis and peasants not recognizing that shit, right? So they would try and emulate that and not knowing that it was so like you ended up with people doing shit like eating like lead and mercury wafers, right? So <laughs> to get pale, rosy skin and shit like to bring it back to bring it all the back. crucible is important because it does show what mass hysteria <laughs> mob mentality can do when they try to victimize something or right. someone or when yeah talk about political theater the trials were political theater no, <laughs> literal political theater at um, this point yeah no um no but literally political theater though um jesus christ okay so next today speaking of jesus christ <laughs> In 2006. In, whoa, Jesus Christ, in 2006. Kobe Bryant scored 81 points. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Like I said. Was this a home of game? Jesus Christ. Was this a home game? No, this was in Toronto. Ooh. And do you know who was primarily defending Kobe? Who? Jalen Rose. Wow. Not gonna be able to do it. Hey, look, Jalen, it is. It happens to the best of us. There's, this, there's, right? there's a video I need you to watch. A live react video. Jalen. Oh, no. Hey, Cole, how you doing? How retirement treating you? It's great, man. It's great. Just, uh, you know, a little writing, a little investing. Nice. So I don't know if you saw the thing on Twitter about your statue. Uh, you know, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, I figured that. Me either. A drink, Mr. Brent? Yeah, I'll have a, uh, a, a vodka martini. How many olives would you like? 81. Really? No, I'm just playing. Just two. Joking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nigga, come on, that's not even necessary. <laughs> right. He's like, you really just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's ignorant. <laughs> that's great. And if you looked up Kobe Bryant's 81 point game highlights, they're not like flashy. Right. He just. Bucket, 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 bucket. Fundamentals, right? Pass Kobe the ball. <laughs> Have I ever told you about the, the YouTube series Game of Zones? No. What? So, yeah, it, it's basically eight years of the NBA told through the Game of Thrones storyline. Ah, uh, okay. And I mean, I, oh, I get it now. Ha ha, I should have saw that coming. Yeah, right. so they had a part where it was Kobe retiring, and they were like, he's going to pass the torch to the next great Laker and he walks down past all of the Lakers that are currently on the roster and you just hear he's not gonna pass he's not gonna pass and he gets on the boat and he sails away you just hear him in the distance just get the rebound uh, I was making a reference to the Hey Arnold episode just pass the ball to, to Tucker, Tucker. <laughs> and on that note break DoorDash order ever, and they're like, I need Drano and NyQuil. I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm 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 good. This is definitely a Beth lab. Who in the fuck 
would do some <laughs> just self-incriminate like like why why that's such a random thing i don't think anybody but then again this is america this is america and um who would be so bold right i can only think of two sets of people that would be well if you look if you look at that crypto.com ad with matt damon fortune favors the bold i can only think of two groups of people that have ever been that bold let me uh top off and those would be floridians and russians And I think we're gonna flip the script this week. Oh shit. When it comes to our Russia or Florida. For those of you who don't know, me and Zig like to play a little game called Russia or Florida, where the two of us gather a set of headlines together. Absurd headlines from said countries. And the other has to guess the country of origin. And the thing is, we get some wrong. And that's the point. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, right? Unless you were clairvoyant or on the internet all the time. just We actively avoid up. ones that involve bears and, and alligators. I mean, and, you know, the trick here is usually, usually, Zig does this, right? It, but this time... I decided to come in. It like seems I the said, theme of the past couple of episodes is curveballs. Throw a curveball. All right, this will be fun. I'm pretty well versed. I believe I can say I am a graduate of YTU uh, when it comes to Russia and Florida headlines. Oh, yeah? YTU, HBCU. You think you're fully equipped for this? You think you got a tenure here? We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a, we'll give it a tilt-a-whirl. How about that? Worst case scenario, I puke everywhere. So, for our first story, two women faced with felony charges after attacking man with glitter. That's Florida. <laughs> That's Florida. Yes, it's definitely Florida. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Yo. Uh, Why? Because glitter. Glitter. According to Vlad.com, authorities arrested Catherine O'Donovan, 27, and Sarah Franks, 29, after an argument with a neighbor that led to Franks climbing over the balcony fence and went into the man's apartment where they threw containers of glitter at him before unlocking the front door to let her friend O'Donovan in as well. Both women were eventually charged with felony burglary. <laughs> ah, both women were eventually charged with felony burglary with assault or battery right so it's you know uh one is facing assault charges i guess and the other one's facing battery charges so how long is their time uh the maximum sentence 30 years <laughs> the uh max sentence for felony burglary in florida is 30 years so she could be potentially for this uh a glitter assault so like let's see okay what takes longer them to serve their sentence or to get all of that glitter up off of the floor <laughs> All of it. I mean, every single speck of glitter. So the Vlad article doesn't really say how the argument started, but I think the idea of this argument leading to the climax of this chick climbing over these dudes' back, yeah, this dude's balcony, and like, 
sneaking into his house though, like a glitter bombing. <laughs> like that's so rude to glitter is bomb it? someone. Is it? That's what makes me want to know what he. The Daniel Tosh. The Daniel Tosh had it right. It is the herpes of craft supplies. It makes me want to know what he did to piss them off though, like <laughs> the level of petty. Okay, so for I think a glitter bomb might be ruder than a stink bomb. Woman trapped in blind date's house for days due to sudden COVID lockdown. Russia. You sure about that? Yes. You're wrong. This was a red herring. This is a China. A China Damn, it. Damn it. What a twist. You're wrong. This is a red herring. This is China. Oh, come on. You have to let me know one of them is fake. I know. I felt like I should have, but I don't. I, this, this just felt so like perfect. A Chinese woman was reportedly visiting the uh, Zhangzhou city in Heaven province when the lockdown occurred, um, visiting a blind date. According to the Yahoo News article, speaking to the Shanghai-based outlet, the paper on Tuesday, Wang explained that she was staying in the city on a week-long trip, right, after her family matched her with 10 potential suitors. I'm getting old now, she said. My family introduced me to 10 matches. The fifth date wanted to show off his cooking skills and invited me over his house for dinner, she said. Wang arrived at the blind date's home on Sunday just before his residential area was suddenly placed on lockdown due to a COVID-19 outbreak, the Global Times reported. <laughs> I have spent four days with him, her blind date living with him and his family. She shared with the Xijian News on Monday. She also revealed that the to the, uh, the, the Chinese magazine, she revealed to the paper that aside from the fact that he's as mute as a wooden mannequin, everything else about him is pretty good, despite his food being mediocre. <laughs> he's still willing to cook, which I think is great. So she's making the best out of her situation, but could you imagine in this like climate being on a date like matching up with like a tinder date in the wrong state or city well right? let me say you want to know why i knew this was not florida well obvious reasons right <laughs> lockdown yep yeah i mean i felt like that would give it away but this was this article was too fucking hilarious to me to not actually include in this like it sounds it's kind of like um like r slash kind of wholesome you think like i like mean r slash moderately wholesome she's trying to make the best i think that's what wholesome about it right she's yeah trying to make the best of her situation like, like you're stuck there she's like i mean aside from the fact that this dude has the personality of like an amazon package it's it's not that bad his food's not that bad right like it tastes like the cardboard he's made out of but he's still willing to cook which is cool because if does i was that make him home... more human or less human than pete Buttigieg? wow wow okay so for my last article rapper arrested with grenade launcher <sighs> russia florida damn it <laughs> In case you're wondering, owning a grenade launcher is legal in Florida, with some exceptions. This rapper, however, was arrested after potentially um, using it during a drive-by. Um, I have a question. Yes. Was he? Was he? No, this is a black dude. Oh! 
damn it! Baby soldier um, is his name. And Like, um, the first thing I imagined when you said this is, like, MGK. Allegedly, allegedly, he was just showing it off to friends and shooting it into abandoned buildings in the bando, um, according to... <laughs> The media takeout article. Let me guess, he just put an insurance policy out on those buildings. Uh, I don't know. If I was one of the friends, I would have. I just feel like if I have a grenade launcher, that's something I'm keeping to myself, and I don't. I get, I get wanting to show it off, right? Because it's like, what do you? I mean, what else are you gonna realistically do with a grenade launcher? Per personally, I'm like, what did he think was going to happen shooting that bitch into abandoned buildings? Yo, like, I don't, I don't condone it. Um, I also don't claim to not understand it, <laughs> right? Like, it's Grand Theft Auto shit. Yeah. Um, but you can't live that recklessly, guys. And that about wraps it up for this week's Russia or Florida. How did you enjoy those curveballs? Uh, what was your favorite story? The kind of wholesome stuck in the... I think that was my favorite, too. However, I think as far as like savage, like glitter bomb, how rude is glitter bombing somebody? <laughs> Breaking into their house and glitter bombing them. Like, don't forget that, right? Like, it's not just, they were having an argument and this chick climbed over his balcony, broke into his house and then, all right, then so proceeded to get down with the sickness. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some scenarios of fucked up things you can do to people at their house, right? You tell um, me if a glitter bomb is um, better or I worse. Don't, I don't know if I want to be d included on... Doorbell ditch. Ding dong ditch. Okay, that's like... That's mild. That's like stink very... Stink bomb. What level of stink bomb are we talking it about? It clears out like, in a day. Okay, I also... Smells like rotten eggs. I also feel like that's mild, right? Like, depending on the placement of the stink bomb, like, if you get it in, like, my, like, HVAC system, then... Yeah, that's different. Blowing up your mailbox. Okay, now we're getting a bit more destructive, right? And it feels like a bit more intentionally hateful. But, but these are I like, don't... but these are like the type of things they're not out of the realm of possibility. You've heard about somebody cherry bombing somebody's mailbox, right? Yeah, and I'm like, but you know, the potential for injury there is a bit more like it's a bit more insidious, I guess, than the stink bomb. Like that's you know, it's not good old fun. But I mean, nobody's really gonna get hurt from that. Like the house is just gonna stink. graffiti. Stink bomb better or, or glitter bomb versus graffiti? Um, I put, oh God, okay. Glitter bomb inside your house. Graffiti? On carpet. Graffiti on the outside of the house? Yes. Graffiti. Works. Okay. So what would you put between glitter bomb and you, blowing, up the blowing up the mailbox? Okay, would you rather have glitter put in the air vents of your cars or Zig sucks big cock spray painted on the side of your shit. Probably that because I would just get it painted over in a day. That glitter is gonna take years to get out. That resale value of the car is gonna be lower because there's glitter in you there. You think you could get your car painted over in a day? What you gonna go back over with spray paint and then just have it be like a gray Zig sucks big cocks on the side of your car? Because unless you get that shit completely like sanded down and redone. Also, it's 2022. Is that? I mean, like, <laughs> it may not be true, but is it anything to be ashamed of? 
I just, I don't know your life choices. I feel like I would definitely... To say anything against that would be a hate crime. I don't know. I think I'd rather go with the glitter. You guys let us know what your favorite Russia or Florida was this week. And what, what which one would you rather? All right, so no, it looks like I, I would either have one spray painted, you know, I suck big cock all over the side of my car, or it would look like I drove through an LGBTQ pride parade. Uh, free sound grab for you guys, uh, courtesy of Zig. So on that note, I think we should move into some of the rumbles and the grumbles of the weeks happening. Speaking of sucking big cock, Logan Paul. <laughs> Let's get current. <laughs> Logan Paul. Logan Paul got scammed for $3.5 million while trying to buy a sealed, uh, oh, I, dude. I'm go I have to look Say up the whether it's again. a case or a- Say the amount again. $3.5 million. $3.5 million. That does suck big cock. That sucks big shaft and all, right? And he got to take all of it, right? It, so have you seen, is he like, are they moving some kind of way to try and help him get his money back? Right? Because this was officiated by the baseball card association or the trading card of people, right? Like this was this was certifiably so, officiated. Yeah, by the so profession. it was, he was trying to buy a sealed first edition base set. Not, Which okay, is yeah, shadow, yeah. the whole, everything is shadowless. Right, right, and it was sealed, so unopened. If there's hypothetically one of those Charizards, that would be the same Charizard that he has in his fucking case that he walked out to the Mayweather fight with, which I still say is a giant flex. So what I think is, no, what I think is a giant flex about this, right, is because you're when you're selling something that is supposed to be quote unquote sealed and like untouched, right, how do you, check the authenticity of that. Right. So, it's, like, I will say, um, if you want to say I got trolled by the NSA, the fact that that's, it could fool, it could fool BCE. Exactly. That it was factory sealed. Right. From like 1997. Right. Which means that these people had to find the same factory sealing cellophane that was in good enough condition. This is a high level. This is some This high is a high-level heist. It's also a high-level troll, because inside those was G.I. Hey, Joe cards. Listen, listen. Is anybody even checking for G.I. Joe cards, right? Like, even with the movie that dropped, right? So, Did no, you... this is the other thing. Yeah. They have to find a card that they can... That is the same weight and size That's to where, like, okay. BCE can't just, like, take the box next to their ear and shake it and be like, nope, those aren't Pokemon cards. It, weigh, it would have to weigh the same, like... I have two takeaways from this, right? Um, buying sealed unopened is not worth it unless you can actually see the thing through the seal, right? Like, i.e., like collectors, action figures, uh, video games. Like, I disagree. The, no, okay. Second takeaway from this is if you're going to continue selling, like, trading sealed unopened things at such a high market value, then there has to be a better way to authenticate. 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 Auth <laughs> Anticipate. One in a blue. Look at the top four. No, no. The combination. <laughs> the combination. The combination of the two, right? Authenticate. 
the authenticity Soft. of anticipation? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So I will tell you there is. Yeah. 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 There, I'm disagreeing <laughs> because if you can take a sealed product and you can trace the his the the history of sale because after a point okay but after how, a point where the sealed product becomes like a collector's item like people know who because this is this is huge in magic okay. like okay. Like the so, same thing how happens in Magic. Well, like how foolproof is that though? It how depends on who I would be that? buying. It, exactly, right? And in this case, like the the scammer went through all of the hoops to look like it was a seriously authentic collector's piece. Did, was the person a private seller or were they a vendor? Like a private seller with no sale history, that would raise eyebrows. Right. But if I go to Token MPG in Edgewater, where they have a sealed invasion box for 3,500. Damn, okay. All I right. would Come trust buying Token from Token MTG and Edgewater because they are a very reputable seller. And if you want to go get some Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, Match the Gathering, or any card accessories, you can That's go to right. TokenMTG.com, right. use the promo code Ziggy, and you can That's get 10% Ziggy. off of your order. And if you happen to play Flesh and Blood and are in the area on Thursday nights, you will be seeing me there. But, like I said, like if you are able to get it from a reputable dealer who probably can tell you who they got it from, right? and then but with like magic sales, like chances are if I got it from them, I'd know the person that they got it from, or okay. I'd know somebody who knows them. Okay. Like I've messaged uh, Mark, That's Mark Nestico thing. about this. Shout out Mark. Right. He was telling me that, first of all, it was hilarious. And he loved that they, that whoever trolled him did this. But he also, he was telling me Logan Paul's involvement has brought the market back to life, but has also inflated it to a point where it's almost, it's brought it back where to life, but it's inaccessible. Where he can get scammed out of 3.5 million for a potentially unsealed collector's item. Right? Karmic justice? Capitalist justice? Socialist justice. It's not your- Socialistus? <laughs> Bustus. Bustus. Yeah, no. Busted this justice. Is, this is totally busted justice. Bustus. <laughs> we just made a new term. Urban Dictionary, that shit, everybody. Hey, should we start a new subreddit? Busted justice. <laughs> That's gotta Why be not? a subreddit already. That's gotta be a subreddit already. Anyway. Like, what would, some, what would some other examples of busted justice be? Ooh, Martin Shkreli having to auction off the Wu-Tang album. To pay for his legal fees. Busted justice. Busted justice. Send us your examples of busted justice at the flood pod on everything. And that's on Is everything. on everything. Is on everything. To give a little more detail, it was a, I believe I said that, but it was a sealed base set shadowless. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. guess if it's 3.5 million case, which is at least like a magic case is six boxes. And so when we're talking boxes, are we talking like, you know, a sealed 60, box probably of 32 packs, 32 packs. Definitely. So 32 times six would be, um, a hundred, 192 packs. Damn. Damn. Okay. Well, I look, you hate to see it actually, but in this case, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I would be happier if it had happened to Jake. I would have been way happier if it happened to Jake. I feel like I feel like everybody realizes Jake is the douchier of the two. Yeah, Logan has been doing a decent amount to try and 
revamp his image. Like, even, remember, we covered, like, his whole, like, white privilege statement. Yeah. And his acknowledgement of that, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I we mean, said, it doesn't it, even matter if he wrote it or not. It's the fact that he said it in front of a his microphone. his acknowledgement of that. And, like, some people can call me, you know, setting the bar low for him. But I, I feel like that was a big thing for him to do. For him to do, right? Like, it's not going to stop the world. It's not going to solve racism. But this huge influential youtuber who established his position who somebody who has such a wide spectrum of impressionable like fans and followers and stuff like that for him to make a statement like acknowledging his white privilege and how it has elevated his position in media is a big thing right now like imagine if joe rogan had done that right like this was the teen version of joe rogan doing yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, Joe Rogan continues to disavow anything that could potentially make him have to change his uh, outrageous uh, point of view. Right? I found out the other day that Joe Rogan's base audience average age is like 25, which I find very funny because that would make them like they don't know him really as anything other than Joe Rogan, the UFC guy no. and the Joe Rogan podcast. It's- like they don't remember Fear Factor Joe Rogan. No. Or, uh, like, actually, like, stand-up Joe Rogan. Right, when he was, like, kind of left and not the libertarian. And, I mean, Joe Rogan himself might still say that he's left because he supports, like, things like legalizing pot and... Also, uh, we're pretty pretty sure that, like, like he doesn't even believe some of the shit that he says. No, absolutely not, dude. I was watching the, um... Like, he's got some crazy... He's got so many advertisers and everything. He doesn't believe all the shit that he says. Dude, I was watching the, uh, clip of him him and Bill Burr when they were talking about the vaccines again and he was trying to like get Bill Burr to give his like stance on the vaccines and Bill cut straight through the bullshit and was like no Joe we're not gonna do this while you're sitting behind an American or in front of an American flag smoking a fucking cigar we're not gonna pretend like we know more than the doctors do right (laughs) like and I appreciate Bill for doing that but what I noticed while I was watching that is Joe's smug fucking laugh right it is the laugh of a man who knows he's trying to stir the pot, right? Yeah. It's the laugh of a man who knows he's stoking the flames because that is what got him to be the most, like, popular media figure in today's market, right? And it's like we said before, like, Bill Burr, like, people are like, Bill Burr is like, what? No, Bill Burr is legit a progressive. Like, he is the most off-the-cuff, That's not least even... politically correct, but he is a progressive. That's not even my point. To cut into your lead for a minute, like, one of the things I had to bring up today was Joe Rogan has currently been um, uh, the topic of discussion again because a group of doctors came forward with a petition to Spotify to get them to tighten their, not restrictions, but I guess their stand, yeah, to tighten their standards around Joe Rogan, right? Like, to really This was after one of the interviews he had recently with a doctor quote-unquote, on there, who was recently yes. debunked in the medical community. Right, exactly. I'm and this was to... after he was debunked in the metal, medical community. Right. According to the Uproxx article, they have, like, a section of the letter up here, and it reads, We are a coalition of scientists, medical professionals, and medical professionals, professors, and science communicators spanning a wide range of fields, such as microbiology, immunology, epidemiology, and neuroscience and we are calling on spotify to take action against 
mass misinformation events which include which continue to occur on its platform with an estimated 11 million listeners per episode jre is the world's largest podcast and has tremendous influence right though spotify has a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform the company presently has no misinformation policy throughout the covid19 pandemic joe rogan has repeatedly spread misleading and false claims on his podcast provoking distrust in science and medicine right and that's so that's just a portion of the petition that these scientists have and medical experts have come forward to spotify with right and when you look at just the the 11 million number right the fact that joe rogan gets 11 million listeners per per episode right is you cannot picture a room full of 11 million people right yeah every that's that's fucking like bigger than like hitler could have even imagined right and i'm not equating joe rogan to fucking hitler before we go there right but i'm saying the level of reach that joe rogan has is the level of reach let's put it this way if for every episode of joe rogan's podcast one out of two listeners died that's how many people were killed in the Holocaust. The level of reach that Joe Rogan's podcast has, according to the numbers alone, right? Like, we're just talking about the numbers here. So, whether you believe 1 plus 1 equals 2 or 1 plus 1 equals 3, these are the numbers we're being presented with. 11 million people, that's multiple nations, dude. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, it's so... When Joe Rogan has a guy on his podcast that says that the pandemic is mass hysteria. People are being poisoned with panic by the media and that that's the real problem and it's not the actual pandemic at hand, right? And when Joe Rogan says that teens shouldn't get vaccinated because their immune systems are strong enough to handle getting COVID-19, regardless of what all 11 million people think at the end of those podcast the fact of the matter is is that it's his opinion has reached that many people and it's bound to affect more people than even a tucker carlson or a fucking trevor noah joe rogan hamburgers are good but i'm trying to eat less pork (laughs) guest hamburgers are made with beef joe rogan ham is from pork it says ham and hamburger guest it is beef joe rogan that's not what I've heard. Jamie, look it up. Jamie, it beef. Guest, it beef. Joe, okay, we could really trust hamburger makers and butchers at grocery stores with the word ham is in hamburger and ham means pork. Joe Rogan fans, this is why I like him. He is good at thinking. Oh my God. I mean, look, look, that's extremely <laughs> like oversimplified, but it's still fucking hilarious though. Cause essentially that is what the fucking Joe Rogan podcast like that's, that's a JRE clip right there. <laughs> that can very well easily be. Why does he pay Jamie? <laughs> he doesn't um, even listen to it. I don't dislike the dude. His podcast is fucking entertaining. I like it when he has people like Jamie Foxx on there. Yeah. I love when he interviews like, pop culture figures right but like him and these like pseudo right-wing intellectuals right it's just i don't know like i love when Chappelle was on like that bill burr one i 
I haven't seen that one. It makes me want to go back and watch it. Like I said, it. the Jamie Foxx interview, right? Like that shit He interviewed so Rob weird. Zombie, and it was wild. Right, yeah. No, the Killer Mike interview. I mentioned that one a bunch. That that was a great show. Joe Rogan, like, it's almost... God, I don't, I don't know how to... What corner to put him in. And it just makes me feel like he's just a pop culture Alex Jones at this point. Right? Like, he's Alex Jones light. Like, and it's... It just sucks, because his podcast isn't bad... And it's very conflicting. <laughs> Libertarian Howard Stern. I mean, that might be fair enough, right? I came up with some title shifts. Oh, okay. What? What the fuck? So explain title shifts to the listeners. So title shifts are when I take one person and another person, and I swap them in whatever I decide to swap them in. It could be a real person, a fictional person, a dead person, an alive person, a non-person, anything. It almost sounds like a whose line is it anyway game. It could even be a boat. Does your first title shift involve a boat? No. Wait. No. <laughs> so, okay, what do, you, what do you got for me this week? All right, I want to know what Patty's Pub would be like if Gordon Ramsay visited for an episode of Hell's Kitchen. I'm almost upset that that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia yep. hasn't been made yet because it would be fucking hilarious. Give That's us crazy. the bag! I'm just saying, if it happens now, because I think they're still, like... If, they're still going. Yeah. If uh, it happens, we get a fucking called it. Yeah, totally. All right. So what? Do you, how do you think that will go? What do you mean, how do I think it would go? D would definitely be trying to bang Gordon the entire time, right? Mac would probably also be trying to bang Gordon the entire time. Oh, yeah! But pretending like he's not, though, but just trying to be, like, a good chef. Dennis would be low-key thinking he's better than the entire arrangement, but also trying to look better than Mac. I feel like Charlie would be like doing everything Gordon says, but then like says in a in an inner. No. He'll be like, no, look, like I'm really doing this so I can subvert it and do all no, this other things. I thing. feel like Charlie would end up. It's either Charlie or Cricket, right? One of them ends up actually being an, a really good chef, and like Gordon like turns them into the protege. Obviously, Frank comes in and ruins the whole thing. Right, because it's his restaurant and he doesn't appreciate some British dude showing up and trying to show him how to run an Irish pub because you know how the Irish and the British get along anyway. So, yeah. No, please give us the bag. I just wrote that entire episode in two minutes. Next. But the Real Housewives as a magical girl anime, a la Sailor Moon or Madoka Magica. So it's definitely got to be the Real Housewives of Atlanta because I need to see Candy, Nene, and all of them as an anime. Also because we haven't had a magical black girl anime yet and I feel like it's kind of unfair. Like why, why not? Like all the black girl love, we're doing all this like, you know, gender racial swapping anyway. Like it's about fucking time for a magical black girl. It takes place when they're younger and they're all in some kind of academy. Academy for R&B singing because like most of the fucking Real Housewives of Atlanta R&B heiresses. It's a harem. Like it has to be a harem. No, the reverse harem though because this is black girl power. And, okay. You know. So um, like what? Those 
five of them go to an all boys school? No, they go to a school for like, instead of K-pop, it's A-pop, cause it's Atlanta. Give us the bag, yo! Like, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just, that actually, look, I was joking. That actually sounds like a fucking legit idea. Yeah. Like, Aaron Magruder, <laughs> get on that. Aaron Magruder and Issa Rae? Come on, come on! Give us the bag, yo! <laughs> like, Dude, how much, how tapped in do I have to prove in we are? <laughs> Why has that not happened yet? Kenya Moore, Candy Burris, like Kim Zolak, or Zolziak, or Zolziak, I don't know how the bitch name pronounced, but there's the white girl right there, so. It could be the anime that everybody hoped Yasuke could be. <laughs> the Diary of a House Husband or whatever, but with like R&B in, in Atlanta. God damn it. Who's Joe? the villain in, in this? In this, Shonda Rhimes? <laughs> Is this a Shonda production? I think so. I don't know. I mean, isn't most like magical girl anime fighting against some form of toxic masculinity? Right. So literally, or I mean, some petty, insidious like girl drama. Yeah, I mean that's what most of it would be. <laughs> okay, so like I said, it's an A-pop drama, right? So they're all in competition to be the best R&B star in Atlanta. And right? the end boss is Suge Knight. Wow. Or Jermaine Dupri. Um, mm. <laughs> Better. God damn it. In an no. academy run by Jermaine Dupri? God damn it. Okay, next, next. How many, like, how many ideas do I have to give out for free today? How would Tupac handle the Freddie Gibbs DJ Academics beef? How would Tupac be as Freddie Gibbs? Tupac showing up with no shirt on Jalen and Jacoby. Tupac getting so jumped by want, some... So you, you just want Tupac to be beefing with... DJ Academics, right? Which would definitely happen, right? Because, yeah, I I don't see a universe where Tupac and DJ Academics are friends. You show me that Tupac variant, and I will show you a variant of Donald Trump that is married to Michelle Obama. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Listen, listen, I'm just saying, like, what are you asking for? That's clearly obvious. Uh, Tupac probably would clown DJ Academics every chance that he got. <laughs> Fuck that nigga Academics. But, but Tupac comes out and he gets jumped by uh, who? Jump, who jumped Freddie Gibbs? Uh, Jim Jones. Yeah. Um, Tupac yeah. gets jumped by Jim Jones? It's not happening. It's not happening. No, that would never happen. I feel like Academics just stops at it's like. Th two or three times on Twitter, he's just like, "All right, I might actually get the hurt." Only, the only the way this would probably happen is like six nine and academics would try to like clown Pac some kind of way, and then Pac would pull up with Suge, and they would hang DJ Academics over the balcony like they did Vanilla Ice, obviously. And it's all caught on TikTok. No, probably not. Unless, yeah, no, in this day and age, it would, but it would be like a fucking like shitty 240p about a video of somebody like from below, uh, yeah. from next to the pool, like yo, and you I hear like, got... whoa, is that Tupac? Like, is that DJ Academics? <laughs> then Freddie Gibbs would retweet the video like a thousand times over and over and over yep. again. Then they would both do a song together. Yeah, no, that's how that would go. 
any more title chips? Nope. <laughs> Those are the three that I came up okay. with. Well, like I said, for I, the came free up, content, I came guys. up with some good title shifts, and you all need to send us a bag. I delivered. Why do we not write for you some came TV up with show the title shifts, and I delivered. I don't know, because nobody is listening to the podcast. Why aren't you guys listening to the we podcast? We need to hit up the Lance Brothers and be writers for your in, the In Living Color reboot. Look, I'm about to hit fucking Aaron Magruder up and make this Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> anime happen. <laughs> Magical, magical housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this shit wrote itself, dog. <laughs> With was... the main villain being Jermaine Dupree. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I think we go take a break. Fuck it, I'm forty. Fuck it, I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't, don't be, be a dick. segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. As reasonable as I can. <clears throat> I had somebody who want, who sent me to McDonald's and Royal Farms and didn't tip me for either. Damn, I didn't even know there was an option for doing it. I, thought I didn't even feel that either. I, I learn new things every day. It's crazy. Crazy. What'd you say? I mean, I learn new things every day. Oh. Oh, can you tell us one of the new things you learned today? I came up with a really great idea for an app. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're giving out hot ideas all day today, so why not just add another one to the list of reasons why we should be wealthier than we are? So I had a thought. Everybody complains about their nudes getting spread everywhere, right? Okay, right. Okay, so you were thinking about nudes. Uh-huh. If you could send a nude as an NFT. So, <laughs> I feel like... You could trace where the nude gets spread and at least profit off of it. I feel like this has got to be a thing. You know, it's not, surprisingly. I've asked a couple of people, and they're like, no, this is you're not... You're telling me there's no OnlyFans. You're telling me Amaranth isn't selling nudes as NFTs. You're telling well, no, me... No, I'm saying it's an app Hold that on. anybody can send a picture as an NFT. Oh, so you mean the app, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, there's got to be porn stars out there that are selling, like, GIFs as I NFTs. I mean, like, somebody like, could take a picture with their camera and send it to someone as an I NFT. Mean, Oh, like immediately yes. have it uploaded in like the blockchain, like attached yeah. to it. So like some kind of crypto. I mean, that would be a cool app. I'm wondering if like, say, like, even if you take the nudes aspect out of it, like what if someone takes a picture of a game winning shot in the NBA finals? You're just saying now for like regular, like Pinterest photography, right? Yeah. Like, Selling your Instagram selfies as NFTs? Like, like, it started, the first, yes, the first thought that popped into my mind is like, 
what if you could sell your nudes as NFTs? And just like, like a regular person selling their nude as an NFT, just like snap, send it over to, you know, dude you met at the bar, chick you met at the bar. I'm just thinking about like the environmental impact that that would have. Right, because NFTs are all attached to crypto, right? And like crypto requires like a huge like power source for the um, actual, I guess, mining of the blockchain. So like if everybody was able to do that, like just I, I don't know <laughs> the amount of like server me power that you would hear me for out. That. Right, arc reactor. <laughs> so. You are asking Tony Stark to allow us to attach his his chest function, right? The thing that keeps him alive. He's right? made a million of them at this point. Remember the whole thing in hey, the whole Tony. thing in fucking Iron Man One was they made the giant one. Hey Tony. That thing's been like outdated at this point. We could just be like, hey Tony, donate the old one to us, so we can, so we can send, send nudes. Right? Yeah. Um, Oddly enough, I feel like Tony Stark would be down. Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist like, knocks up all of those. Yeah, except for somehow, once again, we would get written out of like the entire contract and we get no money from it. The Flood with Pete Davidson and J.B. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, and then somehow he would also end up owning the podcast, right? <laughs> it's a really good it's idea. It's not a bad idea. It's a good and, idea. And I'm actually surprised that more... Uh, and if more adult NFTs don't exist. I see like a couple of like odd like indie, I guess you would call them indie porn sites doing adult NFTs, but nothing major, like no Bang Bros, no Pornhub NFTs yet. Like I'm actually pretty surprised. <laughs> but I mean, this is genius, right? That's why I'm surprised. Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yes, this is, Tony Stark would be all behind this. This hits all four of those. Dudes are buying farts a thousand dollars a jar. If you don't think that somebody would pay big money for a fucking WAP music video NFT, right? Like just a gift of like Cardi and Meg shaking their ass, right? Would probably go for about the same as a jar of farts. You go for more than a jar of farts. You think? You're probably right. <laughs> It'd go for more than a jar of parts. Who, that woman is also now selling NFT. Did you just say who would buy it? No, 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 no. I'll no. tell you who would buy it. Who would buy it? Tori Lane. You think the, the WAP the, gift? The WAP gift. Oh, okay. I was going to say buy a jar of parts. I also feel like Tori Lane is the kind of nigga that might buy a jar of parts. <laughs> Yo, but... Uh, walk, into the, walk into the recording booth for a load of prom. Just... Crack that bitch open and take a nice whiff. So. And then you end up with fire. Tory Lanez feels like the kind of nigga that would buy his own jar of farts. And I'm gonna let y'all think, like, marinate on that one. Not marinate in the jar of farts. Anyway, Zig, you have one more story for us today. <laughs> I do have some political news, but I also did find something interesting as uh, Kevin Feige continues to find a way to keep his baby in the news. John Krasinski of Jim Halpert office fame is rumored to be appearing in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness as Mr. Fantastic, Reed Damn. Richards himself. Okay, so they're finally, 
so Kevin Feige is finally going to make his attempt at reviving the what seems to be like un much maligned <laughs> right. super team. I was gonna say yeah, like I I don't know how do not care about the Fantastic Four in the slightest. It's I have a I know that Sue Storm is like completely busted. What? And Reed Richards is like a mega genius. I find funny about that is the Fantastic Four at one point was more popular in this country than the X-Men, right? So it's... That's it, because the X-Men were representative. It's a very tumultuous like timeline for the Fantastic Four, right? Like all the film adaptations, not all the film adaptations, that first movie was okay, right? Like in the second one was not as bad as the last couple of X-Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, that third one, however, though, shall not be spoken of. No disrespect to Michael B. Jordan, right? Who has since redeemed himself in the MCU. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Fantastic Four has had a really hard time, like, go of him as far as superhero movies are concerned. I mean, the Daredevil TV series has had a better revival than the Fantastic Four has, right? Like, and it almost makes me wonder, is the Fantastic Four one of those comic book uh, adaptations that would work better as a series than as a film, right? Like, because these are characters that deserve way more fleshing out than, like, a 90-minute or even, like, a two-hour runtime could give them. Don't you think? This is the most vicious movie review I've ever heard, okay. and it was about the last Fantastic Four movie. And it comes from where? Rolling Stone. Ooh, all right. The latest reboot of Fantastic Four, the cinematic equivalent of malware, Damn. is worse than worthless. Damn. It is not only scrapes the bottom of the Mar Marvel movie barrel, Shit. it knocks out the floor and sucks audiences into a black hole of soul-crushing, coma-inducing dullness. God and damn. guess what? It's an origin story. Okay, I feel like that's not fair because I, if you do that, then you have to do it to every Batman film, which no matter how many Batman films we have, there's always, even like the animated ones, right? There's always like the preamble where we see fucking Batman's parents. They've gotten good at it and just wrapping it up in like five minutes. Though. But it's still like, why? Like we all, it's like Jesus, right? We all know the cross is there for a reason, yeah. right? We don't have to like... We don't have to see Batman's parents die. It's like if every time it's, there was a Disney movie, somebody's mom died, right? Like even Disney movies have gotten away from that, right? And they started killing the dead instead. <laughs> <laughs> but so I to answer your question, considering who is inextricably tied to the origin of the Fantastic Four. I would say it would be better as a series because it involves exactly. the introduction of Doctor Doom. I think it would totally be better as a series, and it, it would have been great as a series during the Netflix run of MCU shows, right? Like I when actually they were... just recently, as of last night, finished rewatching Daredevil, and I started rewatching The Punisher. Uh, they're bringing Daredevil back, right? And did yeah. they ever cancel The Punisher? Uh, I think they did, but it was basically because of the mass cancellation that Marvel right. um, instilled. Because yeah. the last season of The Punisher came out in 2019. So is there anybody else who you could, who you would want to see as Mr. Fantastic? No, I feel like Krasinski's a pretty good, a pretty good fit. A 
that one, right? And it's gonna be a hot take, but hear me. Okay. Stephen Colbert. Five the backwoods. <laughs> I feel like Colbert is too old. But if you did, like, okay, we're not doing origin stories anymore, right? Like, and if we do, like, uh, Mr. Fantastic, like, if we, uh, if we do a Reed Richards in, like, his later years, like, old man Reed Richards, with, look, look at Stephen Colbert now, right? Like, and somebody who could deliver, like, smart, witty commentary the way that, like, you imagine a Reed Richards to be. I don't think Stephen Colbert is handsome enough. Wow! Okay, you heard that. You heard that, Stephen. Look, listen. I think Stephen might agree. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he would be like, no, you gotta give it to John. But John Stewart's too short. No, uh, John wouldn't do it either. No, like, you know. I know. It's it's not fair to cast comedians in these roles, but I definitely think that, um, you know, the, he fit, I feel like he fits the book a little bit. I can't think of anybody else, though, but John Krasinski doesn't feel like a bad fit but i haven't seen uh didn't he do um like the jack reacher series too yeah recently? i mean he did the quiet place okay yeah so he has established himself in something outside of a comedic role right the quiet place is phenomenal right and so he's he's definitely put the feelers out there for him being a, a lead actor being able to take you know, both a dramatic and an action approach. So I saw um, some other people talking about casting, and yes, overwhelmingly they were saying Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. I'm all behind that. Krasinski okay. and John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are married in real life. Right. And Emily Blunt. So the chemistry is already yeah, it's, there. And, and she looks like Sue Storm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so people were like Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, as uh, the thing, and you know what? My, my, okay, my thing, I. I keep telling him I don't want Dwayne The Rock Johnson no. in the MCU. Like, at all. Like, an adult. He's already... Whatchamacallit? Black Adam? Yeah. Like, as far as we know, we have yet to even see his fucking face. Yes, no, we have. We have seen his face as Black Adam. So, I think somebody who would make a good the thing would be uh, Winston Duke. He's already Baku from, you know, Black Panther. Look up... But what is... Because I know Johnny is Sue's brother, and then... Ben, Ben Grimm has some kind of relationship to them too. Isn't he like the cousin? I don't think he is. I think he's just an associate of Reed's. Like I think you know him and Reed have just been partners for a long, long time. Okay. Not partners in the platonic partnership thing that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But <laughs> partners in the scientific aspect of the thing. So no, I think Winston Duke would make a good the thing. We can't say Dave Batista because he's, he's already been. He doesn't want to do tracks anymore. No, no, he doesn't. So, damn. Okay, like, but okay. So, who would you pick as Johnny Storm? Hmm. Um, it would have to be like a fairly young actor, right? And I'm trying to get better at this, but I don't know a lot of like new young actors, right? Like, I'm not. By Honestly, name. you know the first person that popped in my mind, and he is too old. But Ryan Gosling. How do you feel about Dane DeHaan? I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, I don't know. I've seen him in like the uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, but I feel like he has like that smug kind of like. Once again, it, he's not handsome enough. Do you really? He's not handsome enough. Wow, son. Johnny's like dating supermodels, dude. That guy's not dating supermodels. Pete Davidson is dating Kim Kardashian. And Kanye West released a diss track about it. I know. Listen, 
Listen, I don't. The standards are out the way. Wait, we didn't. All right, so the standards are out. <laughs> also, Dane is the dude from Chronicle, right? He's the one that went like all mad psycho with his powers and stuff in the movie Chronicle, also starring Michael B. Jordan. Nah, not handsome enough. Wow. All right, so you hit a skirt. What'd you pump your brakes for? Pete Davidson is dating Kim Kardashian, and Kim Kardashian won't let Kanye see his kids. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, that whole diss track was not even a diss track. Did you track. see that his whole... live? Yeah. Where he's I... like trying, he's driving. My biggest thing is, why does Kanye have voice guidance on? I think it was totally unnecessary. Game killed that verse, though, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you listened to the whole song? Yeah, no, that shit. So the beat was there. Kanye took what could have potentially been another great game feature, which we haven't seen since Crack Music, and turned it into, I think that was the last time they did a song together, I could be wrong, and turned it into, like, another fucking media event, and it's just, I get it, you want to sell streams and stuff like that, and now people are going to listen to it, because mentioned Pete Davidson and everybody on Twitter is joking about how Pete Davidson wins because Kanye stooped low enough to actually put this nigga's name in the song. Kanye West gave up on making eternal music and just wants to stay relevant. I think Kanye would disagree with that and I feel like he feels his attempt at staying relevant is helping make his music eternal. Not his current music. I feel like he still feels like he's doing it. And he's just in his avant-garde stage where he's so he's he's got so much collateral now, he can do whatever he wants, right? He's allowed to finally make art the way artists do, you know, just paint for a painting's sake. And it's not all meant to look good. Now Kanye, I feel like, is looking at it in the sense that, you know, when we look at his music 50 years from now, 25 years from now, we will see different aspects of the music once we once we are removed from the, the speculation and the hype around it. I don't necessarily agree, but I see it, right? You mentioned earlier that 808s and Heartbreaks is one of his worst albums, and I think that when we go back and look on it, that will probably be one of his best albums, right? Because that album, you know, T-Pain made, uh, made auto-tune, like, popular, like, T-Pain and, and Akon, but Kanye really, like, formulized it and made, like, pretty, like, timeless music with that shit. Like, Heartless, I don't, I don't care what you feel right now. Is it better than Graduation? No, I didn't say that. I think Graduation, personally, my favorite Kanye album is Graduation. Really? Really? <laughs> I feel like that's the Kanye equivalent of Lasers. I'm not gonna lie to you. Really? Yeah, I'm not saying that it's a bad album. I don't think Lasers is a terrible album. You know who does? Okay. <laughs> I feel like... I will also say the album came out in 2008. And where were we in 2008? That's what I'm saying. It was, like, formative to you, right? Which is, I think, part of what makes it one of your favorite Kanye yeah. But like when we are looking at them from a stronger is bang. Yeah. When we are looking at them from a metric though, I think his best album for sure is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That seems to be the general consensus. Right. And then it, we will also say there's a difference between favorite and best. 
then it's like probably graduation, then late registration, then no, not graduation. College dropout. Yes, college dropout. Okay, damn, damn. That that shouldn't have been that hard to remember. For either um, one of us. Yeah. After my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, then it's college dropout, then it's late registration, then it's graduation. Jesus. Then <laughs> no, Jesus came out later. Then it's Jesus. Then it's graduation. No, 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 no. Jesus is the one where it's just like the CD for the album. Yeah, cover, and we're right? ranking the best albums, right? Oh, I thought you were saying chronological. No, no. Because that you happened to do the big chronological. I did it. No, I didn't. Because I said my beautiful college dropout, late no. registration, graduation. But my like... first was my first was my, my beautiful, beautiful dark, dark twisted, twisted fantasy. fantasy. Then college dropout. Then late registration. Then, and I'm gonna switch graduation. Would that be? chronological order for yeah, those three for you but what i'm saying is after that it's either yeezus or life of pablo for me i actually really like life of pablo yeah um life of pablo might be number four on that list for me and then graduation and number five. Right. mostly because um, all right so not only does like um life of pablo what's the name of the actual pablo song uh, fathers lift these hands or something like no, that. No, there's a couple of things. I'll show you a couple of those. Okay. There's a lot of really weird songs on that album that I really, really like. But the other reason I love that album is because they did Life of Pablo and they photoshopped all of Kanye and they put Pablo Sanchez from uh, Backyard Baseball. So I've got some Marvel news as we're, you know, we, we were talking about Marvel, then we ended up talking about Kanye. I actually had a pick up. We could go over that. Would you call Kevin Feige the Kanye of the movie industry? I would call Kevin Feige the Dr. Dre of the movie industry. Uh, I like that. that. There's rumors floating around inside the magic that the Marvel Cinematic Universe may be considering putting a variant of Iron Man in to replace RDJ in the meantime. And can you take a guess at who that variant is? You don't have to take a guess because I told you already. You guys wouldn't know who it is. It's Tom Cruise. According to InsideTheMagic.com, they may be considering replacing RDJ with a variant, with a variant acted by Tom Cruise, right? And Ethan Hunt as Iron Man. I believe that's his, his uh, Mission Impossible name, I'm, Ethan Hunt. I'm kind of here. I'm for here it, for it, cause I'm here for it. So like the whole variant thing kind of like just lets me go. All right. Who else would you get, like, Ben Affleck? Only because he just played Batman, right? And he didn't really make that, it as That Batman. would be better. That'd be fucking better. He didn't really... I don't know. I don't know if I care for Ben Affleck's Batman, but I feel like Ben Affleck could totally do fucking Tony Stark, though. Because he's wicked smart, you know? Wicked smart, <laughs> yo! Could you imagine Matt Damon as Tony Stark? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> so no, Matt Damon is Steve Rogers. No, it would be. Oh wow. Then Affleck is Iron Man, and Matt, Matt Damon, Damon is. Give us the bag! God damn it! It's gonna happen now, just because we said it, son. <laughs> Give us the fucking bag, yo! Like that's such a great idea. Oh, dude. What do we? What do we call that? That Goodwill Hunting, but we have to make it Marvel style. Uh. Infinity Stone Hunting? I don't know. <laughs> That's it right there, right? Infinity Stone Hunting? Oh, uh, okay. Wait, um, wait, wait. And Thanos, wait for this. 
is Robin Williams. Thanos would have to be like Jack Nicholson or something, right? Captain America, there at a bench, and he's just like, you know what your problem is, Steve? You're just a kid. You don't know anything. (laughs) In more rumor news, the tell-all docu-series on the Playboy Mansion and Secrets of the Playboy Mansion is coming soon, and... It, leaks just keep flying out about this thing. How involved um, is the Hafner estate? I don't really know. but That's uh, my first question. Yeah, I don't really know a, a lot about this. I'm just, like, catching wind of it. Some of the news that's coming out is, like... Also, how is involved, about... how involved is Cardi B? Right, eh. Once again, this makes me wonder how involved the Hefner estate is. Is this would, like the last dance of Playboy? I would like say, the Michael Jordan equivalent. No, like, I would say this is the inside Neverland Ranch equivalent for Playboy, right? Like this is the expose to really put the nail in the coffin for the old Playboy aesthetic, right? The whole mystique around like the Playboy industry. Like now that Hef is gone, they' about to let all that shit fly loose, right? Like, and you got it, Cardi B at the helm. And Leah Remini, apparently, right? And like I said, they're talking about, like, you know, pig parties where prostitutes were allowed. Oh, I'm talking um, about, like, the whole rewriting. I, oh, not rewriting. Once again, refurbishing the, yeah, of the Playboy, of the Playboy well, brand. Yeah, and that's... Okay, so that makes me wonder, is this in an effort to reestablish what Playboy means in the modern day, right? Because... We are doing this expose. They're getting it all out in the open, right? Before Cardi B gets to, before her image gets ruined because of like a dirty secret that Playboy was hiding. Mm-hmm. It's like, now we're going to put all the secrets out there. Now that Hef is gone and the estate is run by, and the, the company is run by somebody else. Let's let's get all, air all the dirty laundry out, right? Because there's nothing more that you perverts love than some dirty fucking laundry, right? <laughs> I bet you this was Cardi's idea. I... I wouldn't be surprised if it you know, there seems to be a lot of women in taking control of the erotica industry. We all follow Cardi on Twitter. We know what it's like. Well, it's not just Cardi, right? Like I think one of the things that was big about the OnlyFans revolution was the fact that women could take the porn industry into their own hands for the first time. You didn't have to show up to some grungy back lot and get your back lot in a fuck on a casting couch right like <laughs> i feel like what only fans really did was revolutionize the adult industry in a way that has got like a lot of these porn companies fighting for their lives right which is why it was weird that only fans decided to uh take the route to ban adult material on there because they also back backtracked that within like two weeks because that's what really brought them the notoriety that they were experiencing right and it is for that reason because other than that you had like tube sites and stuff like that which were as much as we all love Pornhub in a way it was harmful to the women participating in this industry right Mm -hmm. because it was another thing that took power out of their hands right Pornhub since a lot of this has started has made avenues to kind of like correct that 
in a way, like they have partnership programs yeah. and stuff like that. And they, you're allowed to subscribe to channels and stuff like that now. And they have like fan subscriberships and donations, yeah. like all built in house now, right? And they went through and they cleared like fucking like two thirds of their library out and got unverified content the fuck up out of there, right? Yeah. So they couldn't be hit with liable suits. And, uh, and the, yet, apparently, they're still only taking crypto. And Pornhub is, or Pornhub, and Playboy is doing the same thing, right? Like I said, they're airing all their dirty laundry out in an attempt, what I feel like is before they do a complete re-image. That expression has never been so fitting. <laughs> no, Speaking of fitting, Squid Game makes history as first non-English TV show nominated for a SAG game. And I feel like with the hype around Squid Game, it's definitely deserved. It's a um, good fucking show! It, it really it's a was. good fucking it, show! It was well-directed, well-acted, it was well-shot. It was... Well well a, a cool premise. A very original storyline, I feel like. Uh, Cinematography maybe, and set design was A1. Costume yeah. was... Costume design was great. I mean, the, the special effects were great. Like I said, this the show definitely deserves its accolade. It's right up there with, like, Parasite. And I feel like the Korean film industry is definitely establishing a heavy foot in competitors. And the great thing about it is because of the extreme circumstances of Squid Game, the melodrama that they wrote it as made sense. No, absolutely. I feel like this is a twist on like a Hunger Games type scenario that felt very poignant to like what's going on today and that's why so many people gravitated towards it right mm -hmm. and you know when people are like Netflix makes anything it's like well this is the kind of the reason why Netflix we complain all the time that there's nothing original out there to watch and honestly I feel like Netflix really is providing us with stuff to fill that gap and we're all complaining because you can't watch the latest Fast and the Furious on there the same day that it comes out. Yep. And it's really feel like backwards. Also, I feel like it justifies them raising their prices once again because Netflix is raising their prices once again and as mad as I am about it that, you know, we tried to get away from cable and its hold that it had on the market for a Now we just pay our substitute. cable bill in three different implements. Right, which, I mean, like I said, if you're looking for shows like Squid Game, you know, Netflix has definitely provided them, right? Netflix has, as much as we clown the fact that, like, it feels like there's nothing to watch every time you go on Netflix, Netflix has consistently delivered, like, hit after hit, and is really establishing itself as a big contender in the uh, content market, right? Like, you know, right up there with your ABCs and your MTVs. And your and one, two, threes. Wow, wow. As a matter of fact, Netflix had some real big hits last year. According to this Forbes article, you know, they put a top 10 list of some of Netflix's best reviewed series and movies. I think this is just movies. Yeah, Netflix's best reviewed movies of 2021 and I've watched a good like at least you know three out of the ten right? mm -hmm. which isn't a huge number but I'm sure you know most of y'all listening have seen at least one or two of these movies the Mitchells versus the Machines was like their like Pixar type remember when we talked about Netflix coming for like Disney's yeah. animation throne like this is one of those movies 
where they are trying to make their mark. And the Mitchells versus the Machines got an overall 97% mm-hmm. by critics, right? And it was definitely worth it. Like I said, we watched this movie as a fan, and it's a family oriented, like, kids' yeah. movie. Um, and, but. Dog. Yeah. And then down at number eight was the one that you talked about a couple of weeks ago, The Harder They Fall. The Harder They Fall, which was a new Western that Netflix produced. Yeah, Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, Regina King, our boy from... Mustafa Shakir. Yeah. And Lakeith Stanfield. That's it, our boy Lakeith Stanfield. Right. I mean, they're both our boys. Right. So that's what like, I mean. we ride for Mustafa Shakir, and yeah. we ride for Lakeith Stanfield. No, and I really enjoyed that movie. That was, like, the first Western movie that I really, really enjoyed. And a real right? throwback, we ride for Gary Buse. It was very good, the bad, the ugly-ish, right? It was almost like a, um, dude, it was like a heist movie mixed with, like, a revenge tale mixed with, like, a low-key romance. I definitely recommend The Harder They Fall. Um, that is a well reserved or a well deserved 88% overall. And the fact I would that the, the, the gap between number one and number eight, number eight still has an 88 is impressive. Right. For two through seven. The Fear Street series, which I've been meaning to watch, both uh, parts two and three are on here and as Netflix's top ten highest rated. I've heard nothing but great things about them. The rest of these I'm not too familiar with. Uh, We got The Power of the Dog, The Lost Daughter, White Tiger, Passing. My overall point here is Netflix is really coming heavy with quality content. Oh, yeah. And that's just their movies, right? Their original movies. And for everybody out there complaining that there's nothing original to watch, sometimes you just got to take a chance with it. Right? Speaking of taking chances with things, here are some of the top 10 things coming to Netflix this month. Speaking of taking things, let's take a break! Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates! Time to 